0: Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Kind of feels like Dak could say that today. Tough day for the haters, Canty. Tough day for the haters. Tough day for the haters.
1: Also a tough day for me at the grocery store. In between our production meeting and the kickoff of our show, I'm in the grocery store and I'm boloing people at the the checkout line, just what? trying to get in better position, making sure we got everything. Carlin, I had to run back and forth from the checkout line to different parts of the grocery store,
0: three times at a minimum, maybe even four. That that sounds like a man who went in without a strategy, and that's no. I I had
1: a strategy. No, I had a strategy. It was a team. Well, they didn't adjust on the fly. My wife came to me. No, we didn't make any uh, midstream adjustments. No halftime adjustments. We had a script, and once things got off the script, that's when I had to start being really aggressive. (laughs) <laughs> kind of like the game plan for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, last two minutes against the Chargers, but I know we'll get to that. But very aggressive at the end of it in the grocery store today. Oh. You've got to be in order to make sure you get everything you need for Thanksgiving.
0: I, I want to hear about this later on. I've got to hear about this trip because I have my trip to oh, yeah. make tonight. And yeah. so we'll 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 get into this in just a bit. It's Cantia Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance at 888 say ESPN your Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-729. Three seven seven six. Dak was fantastic. Dak mm. Prescott was absolutely terrific. The Cowboys stuck to the script. They ran the football forty times. Chris Canty. That was a whitewash, a beatdown, an embarrassment for the Minnesota Vikings. That is why we didn't take the Minnesota Vikings all that seriously through the course of the last uh, eight, nine, ten weeks. And the Dallas Cowboys played their most complete game of the season last night and a big part of it was Dak Prescott.
1: Well, Carlin, that's how a team with championship aspirations is supposed to respond after a disappointing outing against a team that's not a playoff contender coming off of their bye week. Think about that. The Dallas Cowboys were flying high going into their bye week in week nine. They come out in week 10. They're flat in Lambeau Field. I don't know how you can be flat in Lambeau Field. It's one of the greatest venues in the National Football League, and you get beat up by a Green Bay Packers team that's going to be shipping their cars home after Thanksgiving. I don't understand how the Cowboys allowed themselves to play down to the competition, but they didn't do that in this instance. They went out and they beat one of the teams that has the better record and that's been more consistent in the NFC. So kudos to them for being able to do that. Also, much respect to Kellen Moore for getting a memo of what the game plan needs to be. They had 40 called runs, Carlin to 32 called passes. Now, Dak Prescott had a couple of scrambles where he took off. Good for him. But that's the kind of balance that they need in order to have success as a team, not just on the offensive end with their production,
0: but also being able to complement what their defense does well. oh no, absolutely. And their defense was absolutely fantastic because of it. Now, Christian saw being out, uh, getting hurt, and frankly I'm not convinced that he wasn't – uh, a hundred percent going into there that he was a hundred percent going into the game off a concussion last week yeah. when he gave up his first two sacks of the season early in that mm-hmm. game. But then he's gone with another concussion. Uh, we didn't hear much about that because he's not a quarterback. Anyway, that aside, do we want to put that first sack on
1: Christian Darisaw? Cause I felt no. like that was much more on Kirk cousins.
0: No. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can put it on Kirk cousins. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You got to get rid what of what I... football. You ain't got it all day. This ain't seven on seven in practice.
0: No. And, 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 and at the same time, Chris, um, once Darisaw was out, there was no shot. I mean, he yep. just had absolutely no chance. The Cowboys were so aggressive and so good at getting to the quarterback and not giving him uh, much of an opportunity there. Uh, that defense was just flat-out dominant. And, hey, they got helped out a little bit because the Minnesota Vikings decided not to use Dalvin Cook and, and run the football against a team that was just terrible against the run last week. Think about that for a second. I, I understand you have Justin Jefferson, but – the team that just beat the Cowboys last week has Aaron Rodgers, yes. and they ran the football. Yes. And you decide with Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook, we're not going to run the football. That was—I understand they got out by a couple of scores, but it was just silly, nonetheless. And yeah, and the but early on manage. in that
1: game, well, and they let it get away from them, right? I mean, yeah. they didn't have the commitment that we saw from the Packers to the run game. They weren't coming out there with big personnel like the Green Bay Packers did, multiple tight ends, extra offensive linemen, things of that nature. They didn't. And they played to the strengths of the Dallas Cowboys. Anytime you come out in a personnel grouping that allows Dan Quinn to put number 11 on the line of scrimmage to rush the quarterback, you're probably in a bad situation, and you're opening the door for what happened yesterday with the team being able to tally seven sacks. That's on Kevin O'Connell in the offensive staff for the Minnesota Vikings, more so than the Dallas Cowboys' defense Now, I'll say this, the Cowboys took full advantage of all of the miscues that the Vikings had, so we give credit where credit is due. But ultimately, I think that game was much more about what the Minnesota Vikings didn't do than
0: what the Dallas Cowboys did. Chris, if the Cowboys play like this, and and look, that's a tall ask, but if the Cowboys play like this, they're going to be very difficult to beat. I don't think they can play at that level every week. I don't Mm -hmm. expect that, but – When you hear from the owner as he spoke after the game, uh, there's no question what he thinks this team can do. Here's Jerry Jones.
2: Do you see this team as being one of the teams that's in it to contend for a championship, or how how do you look at this team, what you've seen to this point?
0: A resounding yes. Yes. Unequivocally yes. Uh, I think we've had uh, adversity. We very easily could have some more adversity but I sure do think that uh, what I see out here right now is a, is the team like that you could go get a Super Bowl with. I I understand. <laughs> I I understand why he thinks that way. I don't know that I'm there yet. Yeah, but I understand why he thinks that way.
1: Yeah, I'm not there either, Carl, and they still got to prove to me that they can stop the run against a team that has the commitment to the run that we saw the Green Bay Packers show. Two weeks ago. Until they do that, I'm not buying in fully. Um, So, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Now, I I will say this. The Dallas Cowboys got some teams on their schedule remaining that are committed to running the football starting this Thursday against the New York Giants. You think that Saquon Barkley is not going to have his eyes wide open after looking at the tape last couple of weeks from the Dallas Cowboys' run defense and then the lack of production he had against the Lions? Of course he is. I mean, you see the Indianapolis Colts, you see the Philadelphia Eagles, the Tennessee Titans, the Washington Commanders, who ran it for 40 times again against the Texans yesterday. Like, there are some teams that are going to check the oil of that run defense for the Dallas Cowboys. Are they going to be able to hold up, or is this going to be something that can derail their championship aspirations? That remains to be seen, but... I mean, they checked the box yesterday, which is going on the road and beating a really good football team in the Minnesota Vikings. Now, Carlin, to our credit, we called it as being one of those spots where Minnesota could come out flat. Yeah. Emotional overtime win against the Buffalo Bills on the road last week. We saw it a week before. Last-minute win on the road against the Washington Commanders. It felt like it was building toward one of those games where they could have an emotional letdown, and that's exactly what happened. So, I think – yesterday's game, it was one-sided, and credit to the Cowboys because they dismantled the Minnesota Vikings. But to me, I don't know that the Vikings were ready to play that football game. And it seemed like with the game plan and the lack of urgency that the players
0: approached it with, that's how it got out of hand the way that it did. Yeah, no, that felt like a game where, man, we did our jobs last week. Oh, okay, we're playing? Oh, all right. Yeah, It, it, it just felt like not taking the week off. Not saying that there's not uh, energy to it, but not being able to match the energy of a week ago. Let's put yeah. it that way. And, and then, oh,
1: by the way, we have a game on Thursday night, Thanksgiving Day week, against the New England Patriots. This is, again, not making excuses for the Minnesota Vikings. No, absolutely but there not. are But there are reasons, Carlin. There are reasons. Yeah,
3: yeah. And are I think, absolutely. I think, I,
1: think, I think what's been happening over the last couple of weeks and then – the change in schedule. Because remember, Minnesota's not used to having this kind of week on Thanksgiving like the Dallas Cowboys are. So all of those things, it could be the confluence of events that lead to them having that kind of letdown that we saw yesterday
0: afternoon. And maybe this isn't fair. And it's not the Cowboy hater in me because I'm trying to be as objective about things as possible. Mm -hmm. The Cowboys, as good as they were, and as I said just a minute ago, it's going to be a problem for somebody if they play at that level. I don't think they're going to be able to do that And I I think the truth is somewhere in the middle, as we were talking about this morning, because of how bad the Vikings were yesterday. So I want to know from everybody else at this point, are the Cowboys a legitimate Super Bowl contender right now, based on what you've seen? Legitimate. Right now, be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve.
2: The homes crossing pattern caught, Kelsey, 10-yard
0: line, 5-yard line, touchdown, Kansas City!
1: I mean, like I say, he's one of the best, not the best tight end of all time, and he's coming to work every single day to get better.
2: Well, you should be frustrated. We just lost to a good team at home. We had the lead. We uh, weren't able to close it out. That's big time football at the right time. It's
0: amazing. It's him and everybody else. It's him and everybody else. Can we stop talking about an actual race for an MVP? There's no race. There's no race. I, we all knew, we all knew, when the when the Chargers scored, we all knew. Carly, Even the Chargers hand, knew. They, scored, canty.
1: they they scored too early, they left too much time on the clock. Like that—that's exactly what everybody Chris, was thinking. Four Carly.
0: seconds is too much time with this guy. Yeah, Let's I be mean, honest.
1: I mean, think about it: a minute forty-six left with two timeouts—not one, but you got two timeouts. Yeah, good luck stopping my homeboy. Carlin, six plays, 75 yards, a hot knife through butter. Did I say that right? That's exactly what it looked like against that Chargers defense that everybody was trying to pump up, talking about Khalil Mack and Derwin James and Asante Samuel Jr. and Kenneth Murray. Yeah, none of that mattered in the two-minute drill at the end of the game. Patrick Mahomes was the only thing that mattered. I mean, the dime that he threw to MVS, the dime that he threw – to Justin Watson, and then, of course, Travis Kelsey to seal the deal. Like, I I mean,
0: how do you stop a guy that's that good, Carlin? How do you stop him? You don't. Chris, he's won 25 straight games in November and December. Think about that. He's won 25 straight games in crunch time of the season. You can't stop this guy. I don't care who's – think about who was out there catching passes last night. Justin Watson's running all over the field. You get a hair open, the guy's going to hit you. For the first time, Chris, Sky Moore has been a, a, a massive disappointment this season.
1: Yes, I would agree with that. I agree Last with that. night,
0: he, what are you, five, six catches? Five catches on six targets for 63 yards. Yeah, I, that's because of the quarterback. There's no other reason. The, I, and he's a nice talent, don't get me wrong, but everything I look at here, Why would I possibly think that there is anyone remotely comparable to Patrick Mahomes for the MVP this year? Why would I ever think
1: that? Carlin, there isn't, though. We keep trying to come up with these other quarterbacks. Maybe it's Tua or maybe it's Jalen Hurts. There is nobody else. Nobody else comes close. It's Patrick Mahomes in the field. That's where we are with – the greatness that we're seeing from this dude, man. I mean, just on third downs alone yesterday, Carlin, Pat Mahomes was 5-9, 115 yards and a touchdown. A, a 137.5 passer rating. On third down. Jeez. It's, it's incredible how surgical this dude is. Carlin, there was a third and 17 in the second half, and I was just like, ho-hum, this is routine for Patrick Mahomes. This is what he does. Third and seventeen, Carlin on that ten-play, eighty-six-yard drive that they had at the end of the third quarter. Third and seventeen, you're not supposed to convert that. Yet he has to it twenty-five. He for twenty-five yards in the first weeks. down. It, it's, yeah. it's it's so routine, and, and we take it for granted because you know it's 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 so commonplace in terms of the frequency that it happens at. We always want to look for the next big thing. And maybe it's going to be Justin Herbert. And maybe it's going to be Tua. And maybe it's going to be Joe. All of these different quarterbacks, none of these dudes are Pat Mahomes because they haven't shown that they've been able to routinely do the things that he
0: he does in order to change the outcome of games. Chris, on the third and long that he continues to to convert, I was doing prep work last week, getting ready for doing the game against Jacksonville. He, this season, has converted – third and 10 or more now 14 times the percentage, the percentage going into the game last week was 45% of the time. He was converting third and 10 or longer. That's absolutely absurd. Why would we, I I just, I, we can sit here and talk about how amazing the guy is and we're still not doing it justice. we're still not doing it justice. No, we're not. And, now, there's the flip side. I want to hear from Brandon Staley for a second. His players are frustrated losing that game. <laughs> I understand, Coach. Let's let's hear from Mr. Staley.
2: Well, you should be frustrated. We just lost to a good team at home. We had the lead. We uh, weren't able to close it out. You know, that's an outstanding team that we played, and um, to not beat those guys, um, you know, it's, it's disappointing because we felt like our you know, our level was good enough to win, but we didn't finish plays um, in that fourth quarter uh, to, to get it done. But that, that's, that group in there has got a lot of pride. You know, we've played two really tough ones in a row against two fantastic teams, and now we've got to get our rest and we got to get move on. We've got to go with Thanksgiving, uh, and we got to get ready for the Cardinals.
0: Well, we've got to get our rest. We've got to move on. Boys, hit the music. Candy and Carlin R. Ah! Ah! Hey, you're so- Christoph. Put away your little analytics sheet because you don't know how to use it. All right, Brandon Staley? I, Chris, I can't do it with this guy anymore. <laughs> when we're taking out these sheets and we're deciding last year in a critical game that will determine whether or not my team's going to the playoffs, I'm going to go for it on fourth and one or two at my own 28, 29-yard line, whatever that was, against the Raiders. And yet last night... I am playing the Kansas City Chiefs. I have 20 seconds left in the first half, and I am down by, or I am up by 10 points. Yep. Up by seven points. Excuse no, you're up by seven. Point. You're up by seven, yep. I decide that the thing I need to do is kick a field goal on fourth and two at the three. Chris, yeah. I, don't, I don't care what the percentages are. That is just... The worst decision you can possibly make. I don't care what the pocket protectors tell you. I don't care. Fourth and two at the three. You can't tell me that the percentages are not in your favor. And even if they're not, Chris, 20 seconds left in the half. You don't get it. I'm sorry. I'll be okay with not settling for three there. I'm showing my team guys. We can't kick field goals to beat this team. They're averaging 30 points a game. They're averaging 30 points a game. And we're going to kick a field goal with seconds left in the first half when all they're going to do, you know, it's not like you're at the 35. You're at the three. You're at the three. All they're going to do is run out the clock.
1: Well, Well, here's the other thing, too. What makes that a worse decision, Carlin, is that the Chargers got the ball coming out of halftime. So why not be aggressive in that spot? And then also think about it this way. Your defense just forced back-to-back three and outs from that Chiefs offense. How long your defense going to be able to keep that up, bro? H- how long is that going to happen? Because let's remember, Kansas City started the game with three straight scoring drives. So at that point, when you're up by four with less than two minutes to go in the game, you got the ball on the three-yard line. you got third and two, fourth and two. Carlin, you got to come up with something. Because let's, let's also keep this. It was second and one from the two-yard line, Carlin second and one from the two-yard line, and you had three plays to make a statement. What you should have let your quarterback know is tell the entire huddle that we are going to score a touchdown here. We are not settling for a field goal. And then you call the game accordingly. But that's not what took place. They decided to settle for the three, and that's how after halftime, you end up from going up by seven points to being down by three going into the fourth quarter. By the way,
0: Let's also be clear about this. The idea of kicking a field goal there, giving them the 14 seconds or whatever it is after the kickoff, you actually are making a worse play because they almost ended up giving up a field goal. If they had gotten the 29 yards on second down that they got on first down, Chris, they're kicking a field goal, and they're taking away the field goal that you just got. I mean, think, I I just, if Brandon Staley wants to get fired, like, he couldn't be doing a better job at it. It's amazing what he's doing. And I'm all for information. I want to have information. I want to know everything I can know when I'm making a decision. But some things, it just doesn't take a whole lot. And that was one of them. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, 888-SAY-ESPN, the Dr. Pepper call-in-line. Hit us up. Do you believe the Cowboys are now legitimate Super Bowl contenders like Jerry Jones does? Hit us up right now. One of our experts says it's time to put the children to bed. We'll tell you about that in just a moment after we tell you about our friends from FanDuel because we are right in the thick of it, people. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, super easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets on the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle Cash With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Did you miss Canty and Carlin?
0: 105.3 The Fan, Brad Sham with the calls on the Cowboys Radio Network, and boy, they looked awfully good yesterday in the Minnesota Vikings. How about them?
1: How about them, Carlin, them Cowboys? All right,
0: okay. Uh, Super Bowl ready, according to Jerry Jones. (laughs) Well, let's find out if it's true. Let's welcome in our ESPN NFL front office insider that of course is mike tannenbaum mike where would you put the cowboys in the nfc after yesterday's performance
4: oh i'm all on that bandwagon guys mr jones just slide a, over a little bit to your left let me jump on <laughs> mike, i think, are the yacht, I
1: think the it's NFC? a yacht i think it's a yacht mike t and, uh, and trust me the yacht is big <laughs> enough for you to jump on the bandwagon I'm trying to
4: tell uh yeah chris that that is <laughs> that is well played my friend that is probably true isn't it you know it's uh It could be a small plane as well. But nonetheless, whatever vehicle it is, um, I think when we look at the NFC, fellas, we talk about their respective A games. I think Dallas has the highest A game of any of the teams.
1: And, Mike T., and I wanted to ask you about the other side of this game because people are focusing on the Cowboys, and rightfully so. It was a dominant performance. But what did that game yesterday tell you about the Minnesota Vikings? Are they still a team that you look to that could contend in the NFC playoff field?
4: Yeah, uh, I'm not as sure. You know, I just think they're a team that we saw some vulnerabilities in their secondary. And let's face it, it's hard for anybody to cover for you know four or five seconds. Um, their lack of speed showed up, and you know Denell Hunter, Darius Smith, they're able to sort of like cover up some of those deficiencies. So I'm not so sure that when we talk about San Francisco certainly Dallas, Philadelphia, I don't know if Minnesota at the end of the day can stand toe-to-toe with them.
0: Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider with us. Mike, I don't know that I have ever heard a quarterback uh, in one word alienate as many people as Zach Wilson did yesterday. How do the Jets handle this situation?
4: Oh, that's easy. He's the third-string quarterback, and he'll be running the practice squad uh, in terms of Mike White and Joe Flacco will be competing to start, I think this is an absolute no-brainer for head coach Robert Sala. If he does it any other way, he could lose the entire organization. And what I mean by that is, and Chris knows this very well, you know, a culture of accountability means exactly that. If you're overweight, if you're late, you get fined. And if you let one player not be held accountable who played so poorly and obviously has a lot of work to do off the field, it would just be fundamentally unacceptable to let him try it out there, even with the backup team on Wednesday's practice. He, he does not deserve to dress for the game. He's not good enough. And this is a team that has a lot of strengths going right now, and he is holding them back.
1: Talking to our resident ESPN NFL front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum on Canteen Carlin. And Mike T., I get what you're saying about Zach Wilson in the short term with the rest of this season, but how did the Jets as an organization handle Zach Wilson long term?
4: Oh, that's easy. I got two for the price of one. We're going to sign Daniel Jones at the end of the year. So Daniel Jones, <laughs> to me, is a guy that when the Giants don't extend him or if they don't franchise him, they're going to lose him. And can you imagine if if you're running the Giants, there's one thing, uh, you know, for – you know, a player to move on or not work out. It's another thing for him to thrive in your own city. So to me, like, if I'm the Giants, I want to sign Daniel Jones for all the right reasons. But another reason I want to sign Daniel Jones is I don't want
0: him to become a New York Jet. Mike, balance for me as a GM, when you have drafted a quarterback where they did, how much time you give him to start to understand on and off the field? Because it seemed like, the maturity thing was an issue last year too
4: yeah you know that's a good question um you know not to get like too deep here but you know working with some team psychologists over the year you know there's a term known as arrested development when a player just doesn't have the same skills that others do because you know clearly zach wilson's been a great player for a long time so candidly he's probably not how to dealt with things like bumps in the road or being held accountable and um To be candid, it was alarming to uh, see what happened. Like, he was so bad, and not to take accountability is just unacceptable.
1: Mike, yesterday the Bills were able to go on the road, even though it was a home game technically for them, and get an impressive win under some really tough circumstances when you factor in the lack of game prep and the uncertainty with travel. What did yesterday's game show you about that Buffalo Bills squad?
4: You know, they're a championship contender. You know, they're A-game. To me, it's a little bit like the Dallas Cowboys guys. The A-game of the Buffalo Bills, they're hard to meet. When Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over, they're hard to beat. So, they're, they're um, you know, Josh Allen has to learn how to know when to take chances and not, which is obviously hard to do. But, um, you know, that's what I learned yesterday.
0: Mike, last one, a lot of people asking the question about whether the Bills should have just stayed in Detroit, how they handled this week. What do you think? If you're in that position, how do you uh, maneuver this kind of odd situation?
4: Yeah, I would have stayed in Detroit. I would have had the families come and and meet us there. Um, You know, just to minimize the back and forth. You know, they'll be back on, what, a plane on, on, you know, Wednesday in, in two short days. But look, you know, it is a short flight. You know, you heard about the 49ers. You know, they went from... San Francisco to Colorado Springs to get used to the altitude for tonight. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways people are handling handling these things now. I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. I, I'm, for one, I want to minimize the back and forth,
0: and um, you're probably going to only be having walkthroughs anyway. Mike, appreciate it. Great insight as usual. Awesome stuff. Thank you. Oh, by the way, one, one question, Mike, that Chris and I were just kicking around. Thanksgiving Thursday, do you go to the supermarket and do the shopping, or is it somebody else in the family?
4: I wish there was anybody in our family that did the shopping. We're like world-class orderers, so um, we're we're not even good at that verb. There's no Tannenbaum that's good at that verb, so I would not live with that just to Mike Tannenbaum. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) I told you, Carly, he's
1: not fighting at the grocery store the week of Thanksgiving. I told you that.
0: (laughs) Great stuff. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks. All right, guys. See (laughs) you. Kenti and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. He'll fight for players. He's not going to fight for turkeys. I'm telling you, that's Mike Tenenbaum. Yeah, look, I and I got to say, kind of feel him there. You
3: know? Did Mike right. even go to the Combine? Like, now I'm concerned about the entire tenure he was with the Jets. Did he send his wife to <laughs> right? the Combine, too?
0: Like, he didn't buy groceries, literally, maybe not even figuratively for the Jets. I'm just saying. <laughs> So are the Cowboys a legitimate Super Bowl contender now? It's up to you to tell us. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line next. Plus, some bad news for another young quarterback. It's all on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
2: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. Shopify.com/network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get five dollars off any eight-corner pizza with code Eight Save. That's the number eight S A V E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you.
1: Did you miss Canty and Carlin?
0: Here's a little nugget from Courtney Cronin, ESPN NFL Nation, covering the Bears, of course, our buddy Courtney. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. Courtney, just moments ago, Matt Eberflus just said that Justin Fields is, quote, day-to-day, mm. but would not rule out the possibility of of his shoulder injury being season-ending. That is quite the discrepancy, as Courtney points out in that yeah,
1: Yeah, but it ain't that confusing, though, Carl. And think about it. I mean, if you're the Chicago Bears over the last five games, haven't you seen all you need to see from Justin Fields? Yes. What is there to gain by putting him out there for the last six games? When you you can't win the games now anyway. (laughs) But That's my point. What are you going to learn from those games that you don't already know? Justin Fields over the last 5 games, Carlin. He's fourth in the NFL in QBR. He's got 15 touchdowns to only 3 turnovers, completing 65% of his
0: passes. There's a lot What of more pe- do you need to know? Chris, there's a lot of people that sit and complain about the about well, you know, yeah, he's running all over place. he's going to have to throw it. That, that's fine. He he may not put up He's got 9 passing right
1: touchdowns. He's got 9 passing
0: touchdowns in that span, Carlin, I, I and I he's understand. completing 65% of his balls. He's doing a fantastic job, and people think that because he's not throwing for 275, he can't throw the ball. I mean, that's silly. You don't need to see any more than you have seen from him. Shut it well, down. Well, <laughs> well, Carlin, last time I checked, you got to have time to throw the ball too, right? Yeah, and you also, Chris, last time I checked, I
1: have to have somebody to throw it too. That, that, okay, so those two things being, being true. Justin Fields is by far the most contacted quarterback over the last five weeks, by far. Now, you can attribute a lot of that to the run game, Carlin, but not all of it. He's been hit 86 times. Conversely, the second next contacted quarterback in the NFL, Marcus Mariota. Guess how many times he's been hit? 57. Uh So 30 more times than number two in the National Football League in terms of quarterbacks being hit. I understand what Matt Eberlefus is thinking by floating the possibility that you might not see Justin Fields for the rest of the way. Let's protect this guy because he's the future of our franchise, and let's get to an offseason where
0: we got a lot of cap space, over $100 million, and we got our own draft picks. Let's hit some calls on McKenzie and Carlin. Dr. Pepper, call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. James, Asheville, North Carolina, up first on the Cowboys. James, what do you got, buddy?
4: So, Cowboys are going to make it to the Super Bowl for multiple reasons. You have Micah Parsons, you have Lawrence, you have Wilson, and is led by Dan Quinn. And ultimately, aside from the Eagles having a weak schedule like ourselves, you're really not going to have any strong NFC teams like they have in the AFC. So, we can at least make it. Now, whether we take it or not, I mean, that's going to be a different story, but we're at least going to make it.
0: I'm not buying into it quite yet because I still think, I still think, and thanks for the call that the 49ers, haven't played their best football yet, Chris.
1: Yeah, and here's the other thing too, Carlin. I mean, you, you've got some pretty tough division games between the Giants and then the Philadelphia Eagles and then being on the road against the
0: Commanders. Who, by mention, the way, are in the mix for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, they got a winning record.
1: That's what I'm saying. Have you seen the way that that defense is playing? Yeah. That defensive line in particular? Yep. And they're about to get Chase Young back? Yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. The, the, the Cowboys are not getting them at the most – Opportune time because they're going to be fighting for their playoff lives in Week 18. But then you also
0: have a tough game on the road against the Tennessee Titans. So again, not very easy. Robin, Milwaukee up next on the Cowboys. Robin, what do you got? You're on ESPN Radio, fellas. What's happening? Is Ruben, number one Cowboys fan here in Wisconsin. How are you? Good. How you doing? Apologies. What's up? I'm doing swell. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I take the Cowboys uh, possibly coming out of NFC because uh, they had an A game which so far up to the season we still got a couple more weeks left. But they played the best A game offensively and defensively that a team can play. Unfortunately with errors do I mean injuries due to every team later on down the road, you know, if, if Pollard get hurt, well then, you know, that, that that's gonna kind of derail our chances. But nevertheless, um Minnesota had a number one running back and a number one receiver and we totally shut them down. So if the defense stays you healthy... You did shut them down yesterday, but let's be fair, and thanks for the call, they didn't give the football nearly enough, Chris, to that number one running back in Dalvin Cook.
1: No, they didn't. I think they only had 17 total carries on the entire game. So not exactly the game plan, the formula that we thought the Vikings should have to try to beat the boys.
0: Now, look, the, the Cowboys were fantastic yesterday. Let's also not rule out just how atrocious the Vikings played yesterday, because... That was a perfect storm coming together.
2: We know talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today.